I think from all of the, particularly the bigger companies that we talked to at GraphCidian, I would say, practically speaking, all of them use Apollo Federation nowadays. It's really taken over, particularly at the enterprise scale, right? Like when you have many, many teams working on one GraphQL schema, you can't just have one GraphQL server. Like it just does not work. And I think Apollo very smartly really bet on that and focused on Federation on building a really solid solution without the problems of the homegrown, like, oh, I'm, I'm introspecting the schema there and here when the service is down, everything else crashes, right? Like they've obviously spent a lot of time making a really solid solution there. But I love that you arrived at a very similar solution for that problem very early on. In a way, isn't that also kind of similar to what Gatsby does in its data layer? Like to finally get to the sort of last step in your journey at Gatsby. Gatsby has this data layer that I personally think is beautiful where you have all of these plugins and you can combine essentially many different data sources. It's not even just GraphQL APIs, but many different data sources into one GraphQL schema, which you can then fetch in your site in one unified manner. To me, from the outside, when I was at Gatsby, just for reference, I did not work on the data layer at all. I have zero context on how it works. So I'm asking very new questions here. From the outside, it feels like it's like a more advanced version of not even stitching or federation, but it's like a more advanced version of putting together a graphical schema from many different data sources since it's also nested. How much of that already existed when, when you joined Gatsby and how much of that was influenced by the work you'd done at WorkPop? So the beauty is we hired Mikhail. So <laughs> like someone with the amazing opinions about how GraphQL should be generated. And what we really do at Gatsby is schema composition. We actually use GraphQL Compose under the hood to kind of put these schemas together. So to take a step back, Gatsby is like a static site generator, Jamstack application builder, whatever you want to call it. And it uniquely has this data layer, which is driven by what's called source plugins, which is just essentially like Node.js little helper functions that the plugin system needs. So you can like source data, you can change data, etc. So if you have a data source, let's say it's your private API, you can implement a source plugin and it can fit right into Gatsby and be part of what we call the Gatsby-verse and it'll automatically get added to the Gatsby data layer. What is the data layer? In a traditional GraphQL application, right, you have schema, resolvers, and then the resolvers do something, right? They maybe hit a data loader or they hit the DB directly or some service, whatever. In Gatsby, it's very similar. During the build step, we source data, which we then essentially is making fetch calls to every data source, grabbing data, transforming it, if that's what the source plugin author wants to do. And essentially, we've put all that data in our node store, which is Gatsby's way of saying the Gatsby database. So now similar to... A traditional GraphQL application, we have a database, right? Then we use Schema Composer, which is like from GraphQL Compose. And either the plugin dictates what the schema should be. The user can dictate how the schema should look as well. But we take all those schema combinations and all that, and we combine them into one GraphQL schema. So now you have a schema, and now you have your data store. Then uh, Gatsby is really cool because we auto-generate resolvers now. So anytime you make a GraphQL query in Gatsby, it goes through this flow, same flow as any other GraphQL application, hits that node store and back. That's amazing. If you've never used Gatsby's data layer, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It is a really beautiful way to get a bunch of data into your website from many, many different sources. It's really the part I love about Gatsby the most. Tell me a little bit about where Gatsby's going now. What's happened since then? You've you've built this static site generator. What happened next and where is it going to go after that? Yeah, so since we're in like the Jamstack ecosystem, we kind of have to follow the trends as well. Last year's big trend was serverless functions, no doubt, right? And platforms like Netlify and Vercel, they already had that. One thing that Vercel is amazing and like functions are like that native experience in there. 
and their platform makes it all easy, right? And just being honest, like I was like, I want to copy that. That's cool. <laughs> That's like a good experience. As opposed to Netlify. Netlify, on the other hand, you have your site and then you have like your functions and you have like, you know, you upload your functions differently than your site. Or I guess you could do it in some plugin. I don't know, right? Like for me, if the framework just did it, that would be beautiful. So we built Gatsby functions, which is like native to Gatsby. You can write cloud functions. We automatically deploy them um, if you're using Gatsby Cloud, if you're using Netlify, that works as well, whatever. All the other platforms probably support it as well. So that was the first thing. And that was like our kind of stance to say, hey, we're not just a static site generator anymore. We're trying to be somewhere in the middle. So you, like people have options. So form submissions now and fetching you know third-party data if you need to, or any of the number of use cases are now unlocked for your static site. You could do authentication, Stripe checkout, whatever. So that gives you a lot of power. Then people asked us for SSR, right? And so we were like, okay, we can build SSR. But SSR isn't really like the Gatsby way of handling things. Like if you already have a data layer and you're using SSR, then this SSR is mainly for your third-party APIs or data that's not sourced from Gatsby. It's for things that are the stock tickers and whatever other personalized content experiences that you need to build. So we built SSR and now you can do, you know, third-party data fetching and then render your site. Cool. But we wanted to add the Gatsby way of how we think about SSR, which is called Deferred Static Generation, another three-letter acronym, DSG. <laughs> and what that allows us to do is essentially like build Gatsby pages on demand. So for example, you go through a build and you mark the page as deferred. The only time we actually run the page is like build queries it needs, the HTML generation, et cetera, if someone requests it. And then upon first request, we go do the build for that page, and then we cache it. So N plus one requests always hit cache. That's been a big game changer for Gatsby, for big sites that have thousands and thousands of pages that no one ever looks at, yet they're spending huge amounts of time building them. And we call that the jam tax. There's a huge jam tax in the Jamstack ecosystem. So, you know, we just wanted to reduce the jam tax by doing that. So that's what's happened since. What's happening going forward is we're doubling down on that. We're trying to make the whole Gatsby platform as fast as possible, like fastest builds, no jam tax. All the same features, right? Not losing any features for for that. Not trading reliability for scalability. So we're kind of doubling down there. And the data layer, we're doubling down there as well. So I think the data layer will look a lot different in the next year. It'll be a little bit more accessible, potentially, or ergonomic for maybe not just React. It could be any other place that we want to go. That's incredible. 